Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. When John Masterson was killed, one of the greatest cattle ranches in the southwest showed signs of dying too. On the Masterson ranch, old Pete Randall stopped his work in the ranch yard and watched the rider coming toward the corral. Well, hi, Nels. You're home early. I thought you was riding herd over on the flats. Pete? Pete? What in the name? Ho oh, there, ho, oh, oh, ho there. Nels, what's the matter with you? Pete, what's wrong? What happened? Get some water to boiling girl and get some bandages together. Nels has been shot. That's better. Now, you just be still and rest, Nels. You'll feel better in no time. Yes, ma'am. Thanks a heap, Miss Noah. Uh, Pete, you'd better saddle up and ride into Red Sleep. Tell the sheriff what's happened, and you might have the doctor come out. Doctor? There's only one doctor to send for in a situation like this. Who? Bill Gage, that's who. 
Bill packs the only kind of pills that'll cure the cussedness going on around here. Are you going after the sheriff, or must I go myself? Nora, I reckon it's time you and me, all of us, had a showdown. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. We better find out which is which and be quick about it. What do you mean by that? Your daddy got this place through courage, see? He fought to make it as big as it is. And he spent his life fighting to keep it that way. I know. He made hundreds of enemies and died with a bullet in his back. You've been away from here a long time, girl. You've changed a lot. But this kind of country ain't changed very much. It's still growing up. Still uncivilized, you mean? Maybe you're right. The point is, it's a lot different from them places you lived in back east. Back there, you get yourself in trouble. You go tell a policeman. He takes care of the trouble for you. Out here, it's sometimes necessary to look after your own worries. Pete, I... You don't like fighting. You don't want bloodshed. So you tell some 20-odd men that's working for you that from now on, they ain't to pack no guns when they're after him. And that order still stands. Yes. Your men are still here. Though I can't figure out why, unless it's because they take pity on you. My men are paid to work as cowboys, not as gunfighters. Hey, you blind, stubborn little fool. You think these men are staying here for wages, riding without protection under your orders? No. They're here because they knew John Masterson, worked for him, loved him. Because they're still hoping to have a chance to help you. If you'll only let them. That's true. Then. You'd know it's true. If you knew what's in the hearts of all those men. Your daddy knew they'd stand by because they're fighting men, every last one of them. Because they're fighting men... He knew they'd need someone to lead him if he ever got into trouble. That's why he asked you to send for Bill Gage. And for the last time, I am not going to send for Bill Gage. Now, now will you please ride into Red Sleep and tell the sheriff one of my men has been shot? I'll go. It was late afternoon when Pete Randall returned from Red Sleep. As he neared the main buildings of the Rafter M, he noticed the girl, Nora Masterson, riding in from the West Range with a stranger. Who there? Who? Who there? Who? boy? Who? Who there? Hello, Pete. <coughs> Mr. Drain, this is our foreman, Pete Randall. Uh, Pete, this is Mr. Stephen Drain, a buyer of beef for the government. Uh, hi, hey, Pete. Hey, you're scouting around early, huh? Getting ready for fall beef, eh, Mr. Drain? Well, no, Pete. Matter of fact, I'm buying beef now for immediate delivery. Oh. Shucks, ain't none of the ranches in these parts will have beef ready for six, eight weeks yet. Well, evidently your employer doesn't agree with you. Eh? Yeah. Oh, pl- we're starting a roundup tomorrow morning at daybreak, Pete. Roundup? Roundup in August? Yes. Mr. Drain is buying 1,200 head of beef cattle for the army. Now, come in the house and we'll get together on the details of the trail drive. Great thundering billy goats, whoever heard it. Did you say 1,200 head? Now, listen to me, young lady. You're being very unreasonable. Now, listen to me. In the first place, you ain't got 1,200 head of beef cattle to sell. Unless you sell a bunch of them yearling heifers. I promised Mr. Drain 1,200 head. The Army's using a lot of beef these days, Pete. Sure, but your soldiers don't have to eat pedigreed registered stock, do they? Besides, you say you want him delivered to Fort Murphy. That means driving a trail herd smack through the hottest, driest country in the territory. Why, man alive, we'd lose a hundred head on such a trip at this time of the year. Uh, not if you take it easy. Well, Miss Masterson, 
I must be getting back to town. Now, uh, here's a contract. If you want to go oh, ahead... Oh, certainly. Uh, where do I sign? Right here. Oh, yes. Oh, no, Nora, child, please listen to mm-hmm. me. Uh, there you are, Mr. Drain. And uh, I expect you to take charge, Pete, and see to it that they're delivered in good condition. All right. I'll take charge. When I get back, I'll expect you to have another foreman on the rafter end. A week later... The three riders reined their horses to a halt and studied the signs about the water hole. Then the Lone Ranger spoke to his companions, the Indian Tonto and the boy Dan Reed. It isn't very difficult to tell what happened here. Water hole had to be dug out again. Looked like... Now, wait, Tonto. Dan, let's see you read the sign here. What do you think happened? Mm, Looks to me like a big bunch of cattle passed through here. Probably wasn't enough water for them. They milled around and destroyed the water hole. How big a herd? Golly, must have been several hundred. Their hoof prints cut a regular roadway along here. Uh, how long go cattle go through, Dan? Uh, a week? Oh, not quite. I'd say about three days. Maybe four. It was a trail herd. Six riders with a bunch. Six? How do you figure that, Dan? Well, here are the hoof prints of two horses following the herd. And there'd have to be two swing riders on each side. That's six. You're forgetting the point riders, the two men in front of the herd. The tracks of their horses wouldn't show. Oh, golly, I forgot about that. You did mighty well. What I can understand is who would be so foolish as to run a trail drive through this country at this time of the year. Uh, here, Dan. You see here, tracks not firm, not steady. Show sign cattle not in good shape. Hey, I bet I know how we can tell whose herd went through here. Oh. Well, there wasn't nearly enough water for them here. And I'll bet if we follow this trail, we'll find a carcass. Then we can read the brand, see? Good work, Dan. That's exactly what I was planning to do. Come on, Silver. Get him up. we'd find a carcass? Look, there's dozens of dead cattle ahead. Whoever brought that trail herd through here evidently didn't know much about this country. Hello, can you read that brand? Ah, uh, dead steer from Raptor M Rancho. Why, that's the John Masterson Ranch. Masterson, plenty smart hombre. Him know this country heap well. Take a look at some of the others. Let's see if these animals are all from the Raptor M. Come on, Silver. Come on, Victor. Up ahead, sir. There's the pass leading out of the canyon, and more dead cattle. That's known as Skeleton Pass. From now on, the name will fit the place. Kimusabi, you come quick. Come on, Silver. Get a victor. Oh, boy, oh. Easy now, easy. Oh, oh. What is it, Tonto? You look. Animal here, not die from thirst. Him killed with bullet, said a big fella. <clears throat> yes, you're right, Tonto. And that means that there's been... plenty of trouble here at Skeleton Pass. Maybe the animal was dying of thirst and was killed and at suffering. No, Dan. If that had been the case, the steer would have been shot through the head. That steer was killed by a rifle bullet. By accident. The bullet was fired from those rocks up in the pass and meant for one of the riders with the herd. Said a big fella. 
Come on, Silver. Come, Scout. Look, boy. Look here, Dan, along the edge of the trail. You can see where the herd broke into a run. And they were stampeded through the pass while the men hiding up in the rocks held the trail drivers back with rifle fire. Now, what we do, Kimasabi? The Rafter M trail herd was stolen here at Skeleton Pass. We'll follow this trail a ways, try to find out what became of the herd. Then we'll head for the Rafter M Rancho. Meantime, in the town of Red Sleep, Nora Masterson faced the sheriff in his office. I know it was my fault. I... I ordered the men to put away their guns. Wouldn't even let them take their guns on the trail drive when... There, there now. Crying ain't going to help, girl. I, I've lost the rafter M herd. And, and Pete Randall, who tried so hard to reason with me. Pete's dead. It's just as though I killed him myself. Pete knew what he was riding into. He begged me to send for Bill Gage. Uh, yeah. You changed your mind about that? Yes. I, I sent a message this morning. I told Gage what had happened, and I asked him to please come to the rafter M. I'm glad you done that. Oh, not that it matters exactly. But I'm glad to see you finally come up with a little fighting spirit. Your family, the Mastersons, have done a lot of building in this country. It was all fighters. Sheriff, you you said you were glad, but that it didn't matter my having sent for Bill Gage. What did you mean? Uh, your message ain't likely to reach him. Seems he's here already. Here? In Red Sleeve? Yeah, hey, rode in this morning. Went to the hotel and got cleaned up and made a beeline for the Rafter M. Chances are he's waiting for you out there right now. Gage, I, I thought he was an outlaw with a price on his head. He was, but he ain't no more. And I reckon if you'll give him half a chance, he'll set things straight at the rafter him in a hurry. Just give him a free hand and don't meddle with his methods. You do that and Bill Gage will show you things you never knowed about handling men, good or bad. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. When Nora Masterson returned to the Rafter M, she could sense immediately the change which had taken place. Ho, ho, boy, ho, ho. Dismounting swiftly, the girl made her way into the ranch house. Ho, oh, hello. You're the lady who doesn't approve of fighting. Come in. Well, thank you, Mr. Gage. Thank you for inviting me into my own house. Fellow, the telegraph office said he just finished sending me a message. Down in New Mexico territory. Message from you. I... Yes, I... How did you happen to be here? Heard about your dad being killed. Figured maybe there was something I could do about it. Oh. You ready for me to take over? Pete Randall is dead. He was taking a trail herd... Yeah, I know all about that. I'm looking for a foreman to take Pete's place. What you need is somebody to take John Masterson's place. 
Somebody that can put the fear of the devil in whoever's been coyoting around the rafter rim. Are you so good at putting the fear of the devil in such people? I don't wear these guns for show, lady. Well, if you want Pete Randall's job... I don't. I want your job, with all the trimmings. I want to be able to hire and fire as I please and take orders from no one. Especially you. Why, of all the colossal... Take it or leave it. You certainly are the most egotistical man I've ever met. You've brought grief for the whole spread. Because your head is so full of silly ideas, you can't see to the end of your nose. You call me an egotist. Stop it. You've no right to talk to me like that. Well, that's true. But I figured you ought to know. It's what I think. It's what your men think. It's what everybody in the valley thinks. Now that you know, I'll be going. Good luck to you. Wait. I... I'm sorry. You can have the job, Mr. Gage. On my own terms? On your own terms. And let me wish you good luck. Thanks. I'll make my own luck as I go along. Uh, of course, if you can put up enough security, Miss Masterson, <clears throat> we'll be glad to extend your note at the bank. Uh, Otherwise, I'm afraid... Oh, come in, Bill. Mr. Daniels, this is Mr. Gage. Bill, this is Mr. Daniels from the bank. Howdy. Hello, Gage. Perhaps you know. Father left a large mortgage on the property. I was just explaining to Miss Masterson. I heard you when I came in. So you want security, huh? And you better jump on your horse and go hide in your bank, you penny-pinching weasel. Bill, Gage, you're going too far. Now, see here, young fellow. Next time you've got financial matters to talk over, you see me first, you hear? That goes for both of you, so far as the Rafter M's concerned. Just what is the meaning of this? Get your hat and get out. Security, huh? Why, oh, you old buzzard. If it hadn't been for John Masterson, you'd be running a saloon instead of a bank. I'll get while you're able. Under the fighting leadership of young Bill Gage, the Rafter M took on new life. Huge freight wagons arrived at the ranch, bearing much-needed equipment. Out on the range, new wells were dug and windmills erected to provide water for the stock. Then, one day, armed with a warrant sworn to by Banker Daniels, the sheriff rode out to the Rafter M and arrested Bill Gage for robbery of the bank. The following morning in the tiny jail at Red Sleep, the sheriff awoke with a start. What in blazes? Be careful, Sheriff. What? Who are you? What are you wearing a mask for? I'll answer any questions you care to ask later. Right now, I want the keys to Bill Gage's cell. Oh, so you're his partner in the bank robbery, huh? Bill had nothing to do with breaking into the bank last night. Where are your keys? None of your business. Then I'll make it my business. Sorry, Sheriff. Right now, I'm in a hurry. Don't make a drive for those guns, Sheriff. I unloaded them when I came in. Hey, what kind of a game are you playing, fella? I'm playing your game, Bill. This is one of Daniel's tricks. Turn me loose and then shoot me in the back for trying to escape. I hear your guns. I'm riding with you. The sheriff can join us later. What's that? Get a posse as fast as you can. Gage and I will meet you at Skeleton Pass. Come on, Bill. Wait! What kind of crazy jailbreak is this? Bust a man out of jail and then make a date with the sheriff's posse. Come on, Get it for you. The Lone Ranger and Bill Gage reined up their horses as the posse approached. They finally persuaded the sheriff and his men to follow them three miles further down the trail where the biggest part of the Rafter M herd was hidden. 
Oh, boy, easy now. Over here, Sheriff. Come on, Bill. Let's see what this fellow's talking about. Now don't show yourself and be quiet. There. What's that look like down in the valley? Holy smoke. Why, that's them. That's the rafter M trail herd sure shooting. They're all there, with the exception of about a hundred head. There are five men with the cattle. But I... I don't understand. We followed that trail clear down to the border. Yes, you followed a trail. Here's what happened. The men who stole the trail herd drove them as far as the river. Then they cut out about a hundred head. Drove them across and onto the border. And the rest? They were driven into the river, but not across. They made those steers swim down the river to the entrance of this box canyon below us. Well, of all the slick stunts, this sure beats... Wait a minute. You still ain't explained your reason for breaking Bill Gage out of jail. This is part of the explanation. The rest is back in Red's sleep. What? There's only one way in or out of this canyon below us. That's by riding the river. My friend Tonto is guarding that entrance now to make sure no one escapes. So? You and Bill and myself and Tonto must get back to Red's sleep as fast as we can. Your men here can smoke out their rustlers and bring them into jail. Well... When we get there, I'll prove to you that Bill Gage was nowhere near the Red Sleep Bank the night of the robbery. Huh? You mean... I know who broke into the bank. You do? What's more, I know who killed John Masterson and who's responsible for the murder of Pete Randall. You seem to know a right smart lot for an outlaw. Sheriff, that beef herd you see down there is worth $40,000. Do you think I'd have brought you here if I were an outlaw? Gone, it sure don't make sense. It will, very shortly. All right. I'll play along with you. And if you can deliver the man who killed John Masterson, I don't give a hang about the rest. John was my friend. And mine. John Masterson had... Well, a lot of friends. Including you? Including me. I'll give your posse instructions. We'll get started for Red Sleep. I'll explain a few things as we ride in. As they rode into town, the Lone Ranger explained to the sheriff and Bill Gage that he had proof that the man who murdered John Masterson and Pete Randall was Albert Daniels, the banker. As they entered the bank, they heard Daniels' angry voice. You blasted idiot, Sheriff. What in thunder is the meaning of... What's this all about? Who's that masked man? He's generally known as the Lone Ranger. Says you killed John Masterson and Pete Randall. Says he can prove it. He's crazy. There's your killer right there. Bill Gage. Sure, and he stole a rafter M herd and broke into my bank. Gage was nowhere near your bank on the night of the robbery, as you call it. Maybe you're the one. I am. What? You? you? Dan, go and get my saddlebag. Yes, sir. Miss Masterson, do you remember the man who bought your beef herd? Mr. Drain? Why, Why yes. Describe him. Why, he was rather stout. He had white hair, and and he wore city clothes. Oh, yes, and he wore gold-rimmed spectacles. Like uh, these? What? what? Why, what? yes, but... Here, your saddlebag, sir. Thanks, Dan. Now, uh, did Mr. Drain wear city clothes like these? And a pair of short boots like these? Yes, he did, but I don't uh, understand. Just a minute. Are you trying to say that Daniels... Daniels and the Drain fellow that Nora met are the same man. Sheriff, this man is insane. Yeah? Maybe he's crazy, like a fox. I knew John Masterson better than any man in this room. And there hasn't been a mortgage on the Rafter M for years. That's a lie. He owed me a pile of money. No, Daniels. You owed the Rafter M money. John Masterson had your notes to prove it. He trusted you to the point where he kept those papers in a safe deposit box. You killed him for those notes. But Bill said he knew Stephen Drain. He does, and so do I. I also know that the real Stephen Drain has been up in Montana for two years. 
was easy for Daniels to assume a convincing disguise. These clothes, which I found in Daniels' office, prove it. You mean you busted into the bank after them things? When I heard that John Masterson was dead and that the Rafter M was in bad shape financially, I remember John Masterson telling me once about his dealings with Daniels. I, well, this is ridiculous. Here, Sheriff, for the note signed by Albert Daniels. Showing how much money he owed the Rafter M. Give, give me those. No, no, you don't. No, I you... found Daniel's clothing that he wore to impersonate Steve Drain while looking for those papers. He even used a box of cornstarch to color his hair white. Then, by stealing the Rafter M trail herd, he figured he could easily foreclose his fake mortgage and get possession of the ranch. The shyster came close to being successful. Look out! Oh, I hear it! Well, if there's any question about you being a Lone Ranger, I'd say that draw proved everything. Yeah, and this penny-pinching skunk, he kind of proved himself guilty by going for that shoulder gun. Come on, Daniels. We got a nice room reserved for you. Take your hands off. All right, come on. Just one thing, Bill. Where did the money come from that, that you've spent on the ranch? From your dad, Nora. He set me up in the cow business six years ago. Gave me everything I needed. Oh. When I heard the Raptor M was in trouble, I sold out and came up here pronto... I was just paying back what I owed your daddy. But what about the cattle that are hidden in that box canyon? The Lone Ranger explained to me there's plenty of good grass and water there. It's only about a two-day trail drive to Fort Murphy. They're on government land, so we'll just leave them there till they're fat enough to sell. The government will be glad to get beef in prime condition. Bill, I... I'm so glad things turned out this way. Yeah, well... Seems to me that a rafter am will need a manager now more than ever. I... Well, I'd hate to mess up all the good work you've done. Well, uh... Know where I could find a good manager? I might. Think I could get along with him? Sure. He ain't such a bad hombre. The job is his, Bill. For a long, long time. On his own terms? On his own terms. Fair enough, honey. Hey, uh, Sheriff. Where can a fella find a preacher in this town? The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.